Hi, I'm Pete Torriello. And I'm Maureen Torriello. And it's time once again for Mixing It Up with Pete and Maureen, the podcast where every week people get the answer to the question, what do they want with us? (laughs) (laughs) Each week we talk about, well, whatever it is that we pull off the top of our heads. And sometimes that is somewhere else. (laughs) And sometimes it's straight from the heart. See, we're, we're shooting this for Facebook, so we're doing all kinds of corny gestures here <laughs> that you folks who are just listening to the podcast cannot see, and maybe shouldn't see. <laughs> this is a special day for us, isn't it? Is it? It is. Why? Because it was one year ago today Oh yes. that we moved into Yellow House here. You're right, you're right. And what an auspicious day that was. What an arrival <laughs> we made here in Madison Park. The first day that we were here, we had the fire department come. And the emergency. And the, and the emergency and the cops. What had happened was the cable guy came to hook up the, the cable TV. And shortly after he left, we were smelling gas in the house. And right away, we thought... Oh my, the cable guy must have drilled into a, a gas line or something. Mm-hmm. And our daughter was here with us. And she's like, get out of the house, get out of get the out, house, get, yeah, out, get out, get out, get out. So we go running out of the house and she calls the uh, the fire department. Or 911, I guess, or whatever. And they dispatch the fire engines. So I go back into the house because I wanted to turn the, because it was in March, it was cold. Yeah. Yeah. And I ran back into the house and I said, I've got to turn off the heat because I, I don't want to spark when the, when the furnace comes on. I was worried that something would explode. So my daughter says, well, how far do you have to go? So I just got to run in and down the hall and, and turn it off. Okay, run in, but come out fast. So I run into the house and as I'm going through the kitchen, I notice that when my daughter and I were carrying boxes in, we must have bumped the knobs on the front of the stove and the gas was on there was no flame right but the gas was coming in so that's what we were smelling so (laughs) i turned them all off and i come back outside and i said it's okay now i found the problem call the fire department tell them they don't have to come well it don't work that way once you call legally they have to show up and so here comes the fire department and the police department they've got purdue road blocked off people up and down the block are coming out of their houses looking out their windows to see oh my god that yellow house must be on fire and my daughter standing out on the front lawn and in her best stage voice goes hi everybody the Toriellos are here you better get used to it (laughs) that was our very first day moving into this house (laughs) we know how to make an entrance we made an entrance let me tell you but it's, it's been a great first year. You know, we're, we are so happy here. I know some of you are like, oh, stop talking about your damn house. Because we <laughs> talk about it a lot. And, you know, we've, we've got a lot of green equity into it over the last year. You know, when you're young, you have sweat equity. And when you get to be our age, it's green equity. You know, you, you pay the green to have somebody else do the work. <laughs> and we've had a lot of green equity spent in the last year. But we're just so damn happy here. 
Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's been great. It's been great. So year number one, and last week on the show, we were talking about, well, you know, what do you do during a pandemic? Everybody's been hunkered down. And one of the things that we talked about was uh, watching television. And we put the question out to you out there, so what are you watching? And we had a lot of answers come in. Mm -hmm. And another sort of a sidebar to that is what else do you cultivate while you're cooped up in your house? And for a lot of people, that's hobbies. Yeah. And uh, they were talking about it even on TV this morning. Some people on the the Today Show were were sharing that, you know, one of the announcers was like, you know, I decided I was, I always wanted to learn to play piano, so I'm teaching myself piano. And somebody else is like, well, you know, I've, I've always wanted to, to read and I don't take enough time to read and I'm taking time now to, to go through the books on my book list. And then they, they had things like that. So uh, hobbies are very important. You know what the trouble is I have when I try to read? And I've got you know i've got a backlog of books mm-hmm. that i need to get into when i start reading like within 15 20 minutes i'm sound asleep mm. i just i don't know why i don't know if it's my eyes or what but i read and like 15 minutes and i'm, I'm gone i'm you, laying there you know out well, cold with the book you, you in can't my be lap. too comfortable you got to sit upright maybe yeah you know and, and not try to read while you're in bed so we put out the question what do some of you do for a hobby And we had quite a few answers come in, which we will share with you now, right? Whenever you want. All right. Uh, Dave Frieder. Dave Frieder is a longtime acquaintance of mine. Dave has a most unusual hobby. Yes, he does. Uh, It's photography, but it's not just any photography. Dave climbs bridges. And by climbing, we mean climbing Climbing. to the top. Now, we should point out that he has done this legally. He's not some... You know, some kind of a nut right, who's right. climbing up a bridge he cable with a camera. He gets permission. He does what he's he supposed to do. He gets permission. He's got the equipment to do this. He knows how to do this. And he has taken some of the most breathtaking photographs. Uh, there's one that he took balancing on the top of the Manhattan Bridge, mm-hmm. on, on the top of the tower. Right. And the perspective that you get is amazing. He's got some beautiful stuff of the uh, the Bronx Whitestone Bridge. In fact, he has a, a big uh, a book out. I was going to say, doesn't this. he have a book that he, he has finally a book like, made? Like, like a coffee table mm-hmm. kind of a book. And the pictures are just magnificent. So that is Dave's hobby, photography and climbing bridges. And he says he can't wait to start climbing bridges again when this uh, COVID-19 stuff is over. And our dear friend, Ed Popolarski, who yep. we mention very often, he, he's into ham radio, which is something that you are into as well. Yep. Uh, 3D printing, building scale model cars, motorcycle, motorcycling, cooking, especially Polish food. Gee, I wonder how come. <laughs> <laughs> glamping, that's travel trailer camping. Did you know that? I didn't know what glamping was. Oh, yeah, I did. You did, really? Yes. It's, I it's, saw it, and I thought it was some kind of a, a, a typo or something. No, no, it's camping, but, like, uh, not roughing it. You oh, know, like, like glamour, glamour camping. Glamour camping, okay. you know. Uh, music and shooting and Facebook, he says, or is that a lifestyle? Yeah, I think that's more of a lifestyle. <laughs> it's a big time suck <laughs> is what it is at the, at the end of the day. Michelle Sauer wrote to us, and she says, knitting, traveling, 
crocheting and painting. In fact, you guys did a, a painting together, right? Yes, yes. We uh, went to one of those paint and sip places. Uh, it was Art Evino. I believe the one we went to was in Montclair, or it might have been Milburn, I'm not sure. Milburn. And uh, we took one of those painting classes and created a momentous artwork. You sip wine while you're painting. Of course, for me, there would probably be more wine sipping than painting if I had <laughs> gone with you guys. But actually, we didn't even bring wine. We just uh, No, had you some, didn't. We had ice what cream. is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> it's called Art E Vino, <laughs> not Art E Art. Art E Vino. You're supposed to be having wine. No, it's early in the morning. I didn't feel like wine, and we just took some ice cream. And tea of course, the, as, you have, as you have more wine, the pictures look better and better. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get that free motion, yeah. a little more Picasso esque. <laughs> and uh, in a related item, we heard from. Uh, Gini Giovanazzo Nasto. Yes. I don't know how they fit that all on her business card, <laughs> but she says she got into paint by numbers. I remember those from my mom from used childhood. to do it. Yes, that used to be like a really fun. Was that the Venus gift. Paradise? Well, was that was, it? Well, well, the par- Venus Paradise was a color by number because they were colored pencils, and then there were paint by number kits, and then it, it expanded. I remember having one where you put different colored glitter in the spots instead of paint and i remember painting on velvet and all kinds of of those kind of that genre of of creating art through you know following the numbers i think my mom did them both i think she did both paint by number Mm -hmm. with with the paints and she also had the the venus paradise coloring sets now i'll tell you before the pandemic but uh I, I was pining away for the pink by number stuff. And I went online and lo and behold, they actually still sell them. So I ordered one. And when it came, it was the paint, the picture was, had so many tiny, tiny little spaces. And you had to like look at the picture and then follow it off of a chart. And it was just so tedious. And then when it was done, I didn't even like it. I threw it away. <laughs> I threw all that. I don't think I even saw that one. That was that fall one that I did with like, you. it was like, and, and again, it came on like a rolled piece of canvas, so it didn't lie flat. Yeah. And when it got all done, I, I, I took a lot of liberties because I just couldn't follow the, the spaces. And I just kind of said, well, let me look at the finished picture. Okay, this looks like this should be green. I'll put the green in here. And when it got all done, it didn't look like, it looked, you could tell it was paint by number. Like, I, if I'm done, I want it to look like I painted this masterpiece, mm-hmm. and it didn't look like that, and I got frustrated, threw it out, and that was the end of that. <laughs> now, who else did we hear from? Our friend Joe Caroselli. Joe Caroselli. He does drawing, and he does phenomenal pen and ink and pa- pastel wash. He's really good at caricatures of famous people. He has done a slew of them. Yeah. And he quite often posts them on Facebook. Beautiful, beautiful. And, and you work. know, they're so realistic. I mean, like, they're caricatures, but you know immediately who it is. So he's that good. He did one for me uh, with the cat and the hat. And I think Lincoln was on it. And, and it, was all, it was all about these characters uh, talking about when I was in, inducted into the, the WSOU Hall of Fame. And he did this. Uh, to coincide with that, and it, I have it very proudly hanging uh, down in in the man cave mm-hmm. downstairs. It was it's really cute, beautiful work. So cute, so cute. 
and so personal. I really liked that. And he also collects records and old radio shows, which we may have him on at some point to yeah, talk about yeah. that because it's a, he's a fascinating collector of, of memorabilia. Joe is a real Renaissance guy mm-hmm. and uh, a fabulous musician, drummer. Uh, he sings. And he also has a podcast, Joe Caroselli's Magic Radio, where he talks about the early days of radio and plays some of his old radio shows. And I know he's got like a huge record collection. So yeah. that'll be good to have him on because mm-hmm. we've already talked to him about it. And he's, he said, yeah, I'll do it for you. So as soon as we can, as soon as we can pin Joe down, we'll be doing that show. We also heard from uh, one of our neighbors here in mm-hmm. Madison Park, who is a big fan of the show. God bless him. Uh, I guess he's got a lot of time on his hands if he's listening to us. <laughs> Kevin Fay. Kevin Fay says uh, gardening and record collecting, and he sent you a photo yeah. of his album collection. It's like a whole room. It's like freaking WAW <laughs> moved into his house. It's yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. oh, it I, is. I, I got to ask him, though. I wonder how he keeps track. Like, if he wants to find the Beatles Abbey Road, can he find it in that mess? You know? I'm wondering. I'm looking at these these rows and rows of albums. And remember, they're heavy. Yeah. And I'm wondering if he had to have the, the floors reinforced. I doubt it. Because the story is, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know if it's true or not, but the story was that WNEW used to have so many albums that they had to reinforce the floors in the record library so that they they wouldn't collapse mm-hmm. under the weight yeah i mean it's possible but I, I i don't think most homeowners go through that uh bother to do it but and when you're collecting records you know there's a lot of different things that that you can collect you know you can collect uh you know you could be a beatles fan or a stones fan or you know any any one of a thousand different groups and just collect their stuff or you could collect Maybe all Decca records or RCA Victor or Columbia or Epic or, or something like Or maybe you just collect all vinyl or all Bakelite or maybe 78s. There's a whole collecting world based on 78 RPM records. And 45s. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not, it looks like uh, Kevin basically has LPs. Well, he, he also posted it on Facebook and he mentioned that he has uh, CDs and DVDs also. And uh, we heard from another neighbor a uh, couple of houses down from us maureen preston and she loves crocheting which is crocheting. something i've never been able to master but I, I i do you know she finds that it's very relaxing and uh, she says she listens every week, listens so every week. She, she is the uh, the wife of uh, my my friend from high school alan preston uh of blessed memory and uh so, Maureen, we appreciate that. We, we sure really do. appreciate that. And, and believe me, uh, Alan and I had many happy hours together sitting over at the Dunkin' Donuts and uh, eating donuts and sipping coffee together. That's sweet. He was a great friend. And also our next-door neighbor over here, Sarah Cambria Perkins. Of course, those of you that are just listening can't see where Pete's pointing. Yes. <laughs> He's pointing like, oh, look at the house right over here. <laughs> look out the window. There it is. Sarah also just gave us a, a like on yeah. facebook yeah. and i i i know she's a great gardener i mean her garden in the summer oh, is beautiful her sunflowers and, are, are gorgeous and her gladiolas and yeah. things that you always see her out in the yard so i'm sure gardening must be yeah. one of and her i think hobbies. photography because i've seen her out there taking pictures mm-hmm. of them and she just like grows these gorgeous huge sunflowers like seven eight feet high is what they seem to be yeah, yeah well they're yeah. yeah they're at least as tall as a person yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so thank you, Sarah. And uh, so is that the list? Mm-hmm. That's the list. So now let's talk a little bit about our hobbies. Okay. Okay, so what what is Maureen into? Well, I've gotten more into art again. It was something I always enjoyed, but I haven't. I never, never took the time while I was raising kids. It was no time. And now that we're old and condemned and <laughs> quarantined and everything, um, I, I ordered up some uh, watercolors at first. I was doing watercolors, and then uh, when I went to the Artie Vino place, they used acrylic paints. So I got some of those and some canvases, and I've just been dabbling around with with the art uh, process, looking online. I love some of the YouTube ch- things that they have now, and I'm just dying to, to try some of the different uh, techniques that they show. And I also, uh, you know, I'm a guitarist, so whenever I, I want to relax, I take out my guitar and go through she some music. She takes out her axe. Take out my axe <laughs> and uh, lay down a few <laughs> tracks, <Yeah>. man. <laughs> you you haven't heard anything until you've heard Maureen rocking out to glory and praise to our God. <laughs> Good old amazing. That's grace. on our that's on our hit album that Maureen and I have with our called. one hit. <laughs> God, 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 <laughs> all God, all the time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean that that's something I, I do enjoy. And I do knit, although I haven't done it much recently. Uh, in, in a former parish, we used to have a ministry. It was a prayer shawl ministry, and we would knit shawls that uh, we would package into a like a little set, uh, like a little bag kind of thing with real pretty paper and all, and a prayer card, and. They would have them on hand for any time someone was ill or was visiting a nursing home or whatever, and we would have those available for the priest or for any of the ministers that were out visiting and making house calls to bring to the people to wrap themselves in the prayer. Mm. And I used to knit a lot of those. And I have I have all the yarn and the needles and stuff, but I just haven't gotten back into that. But it is, it is something I have kind of on my bucket list. I wonder if that's something that uh, when we finally come out of pandemic, if that could be started up at our current church location. It might, but right now people are so afraid of um, condom, you know, contamination. Uh, contamination and stuff that uh, you know I don't think it would go over. And we, we can't, in a lot of places, you can't visit in the nursing homes and you can't go into hospitals. Yeah. And our, so, our church does a lot of, uh, or was doing uh, before the pandemic, a lot of visits to nursing homes and, and hospitals and uh, the ice detainees. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's something to consider, but I think it would be way off in the distance because I think it's going to be a long time before people feel comfortable sharing stuff like that and... and um, touching these things, I don't know. Yeah, it, it'll be a while, I'm afraid. Because we just found out today that the uh, the big convocation in our church it's it's the uh, American National Catholic Church convocation, and it's held every two years. And people come from parishes in different parts of the country, and it's held down in um, Maryland, Maryland, at the Claggett convention center in Mm -hmm. in maryland it's a beautiful beautiful setting and we didn't do it last year because of covid and then they decided that they would move it up to this august and we just got word today that they're not doing it 
Right, they're going to try and do something virtual, which yeah. I guess is all that they can do. Yeah. Good, good luck with that. And uh, so Nick, you know, they've they've moved it up again till next next year. Yeah, uh, we'll see. But it's it's sad. So, what about your hobbies? You would think now. This just goes to show you how sick I really am, because I work behind a microphone eight hours a day, forty hours a week, doing traffic reports for a lot of different radio stations. Many of you know that. Some of you probably don't. Uh, And you would think that after all those hours behind a microphone, the last thing that I would want to see when I get off the air at the end of the day is another microphone. And then he does a podcast. Here we are (laughs) doing a podcast after I've already done eight hours on the air. We're doing this podcast. And what is then that's you know a hobby for maureen and i we do this just for for fun we don't make a dime on this as a matter of fact we've spent a hell of a lot of money on it and we don't make a dime on it and we do it just for funsies the other hobby that i have again is behind a microphone and that's amateur radio right and the the fun thing about amateur radio is and no it's not cb okay for those of you who are going to say oh is that like citizens Bank? no it's, it's not citizens band. You have to take exams and you have to have a license to be a ham radio operator. And it's not hard. The, the entry level exam is, is very simple and they get progressively harder as you, as you go up. There's three different classes of license. But the cool thing about ham radio is you can talk to people all over the world. That, that I think is really neat. Um, that, that's the part of the hobby that I would enjoy. Not so much some of the other things. The the thing that people will say to you as a ham operator is, well, why don't you just pick up the phone and call somebody if you want to talk to somebody in Australia? Why don't you just pick up the phone? No, when you pick up the phone, you have tens of millions of dollars in infrastructure between you and the person on the other end of the phone. When you are a ham radio operator, it's your equipment, your antenna, sometimes a very modest installation, and you and the guy on the other side of the world, and there's nothing in between you but space. Mm-hmm. And that radio signal is bouncing from your house probably multiple hops over the sky to that person on the other end. I had a conversation last summer with a guy in New Zealand. Yeah. And my signal was was like really faint because mm-hmm. I, I have like a little squeaky 100-watt station and there are guys in ham radio that have, you know, 1,500-watt transmitters. So they've, they've got the power. They've got big, expensive antennas and high towers. I've got this little stick antenna on the side of my house and about enough power to run a light bulb. And I talked to this guy in New Zealand. And that's the fun of it. Now that's the, the challenge. That's the part I get. You know, and and you know, you're gonna you're not you don't know somebody in New Zealand or Australia to call on the phone. The part I don't get is when you're talking to somebody locally, somebody that you know who you have the phone number for, and you want to go on the radio and hear <laughs> in between everything. Well, if you're on FM, it doesn't go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me, it goes... <laughs> FM, no static at all. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. But, it, you know, it, to me, it 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 doesn't... It boggles my mind. I, I don't get it. I'm yeah. sorry. But, 
it's you enjoy it, and I'm glad you have something it, that you enjoy. The thing that I that I find disappointing about it, though, is that ham operators. Uh, boy, I'm going to get hate mail on this. Good, maybe we'll get some mail. They. <laughs> They are good behind the microphone, mm -hmm. but when you meet them in person, very often socially inept. Okay. Can't hold a conversation. Can't hold a conversation with you. Behind a microphone, whole different thing. Yeah. The other problem with ham radio is it's a lot like CB radio in terms of uh, everybody, every man's anatomy is bigger behind the microphone. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. And so you get guys are, oh, yeah? Is that what you hear? Well, come on over. I'll fight you right now. <laughs> WB2NOA. Uh, as I was saying, yeah, bum, come on over. I'll beat the crap out of you. And, you know, and it's guy's probably like five foot eight in all of 120 pounds or something, you know. But everybody behind the microphone, guys suddenly get a pair. Okay. Well, now what about the women? I, I, don't <laughs> no, I, I don't mean it like I, that. <laughs> I don't know too many women that have a pair. No, I don't mean that. You do on occasion when you put me in line. No, I, I meant like what, what's the personality? Because it isn't just a male hobby. It, there are women who get their license there and are, go on. And and what, and what's their damn, personality like? And they're damn like? good at it. Well, of course. In women fact, are always I, I, find, I, I find the women sometimes more engaging than the guys are. Mm hmm Okay, yeah. I, I just, you yeah. know, I, I don't, I only sometimes listen from afar when you're on. I can hear what's going on. I've never, you know. Also, engaged. I think a woman operator will probably be nicer to a newbie. Mm -hmm. Because when you're a newbie, you make mistakes. You make mistakes. You know, you're supposed to give your station ID every 10 minutes and some guys forget. There's always some grizzled old ham who's going to key up and say, you know, it'd be nice if you threw an ID in there. You're supposed <laughs> to do it eight minutes ago and you're overdue. <laughs> F FFC is going to come and get you. going <laughs> to knock on your door. And some guys can be really rude. Yeah. You know, like I told you, I just have a very modest little station. <coughs> and I was trying to talk to some guys on the other side of the country, and they were uh, 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 Amateur Extra is, okay. is the uh, the top license mm -hmm. in ham radio, am Amateur Extra licensees. And my signal was weak, and the guy says, why don't you come back when you get a real signal? Nice guy. To me, nice guy. And I, I can't imagine a woman saying that to somebody yeah. on there. But guys on ham radio sometimes, you know, they, they can be very nice behind the mic, a little inept sometimes, not all of them, mm -hmm. but very often. And uh, some of them can just be downright rude if you're a newbie. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. It kind of, and wrecks, it's not it, an it kind of wrecks it for the hobby. It does. It does. It turns people away from the hobby. And it's not the expense. You can get some nice equipment. Uh, used mm -hmm. for decent prices you don't have to be have a big gun station as they call them and spend tens of thousands of dollars if not there are guys that spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on this hobby you don't have to you can get in cheaply it's well, just that you, you some started of the people with a little handy rude. talky, I, little handy like, talky. Yeah, yep. like a walkie talkie kind of thing yeah, i think every, that's everybody's entry-level drug mm -hmm. i think to ham radio <laughs> so that's my hobby you only have one i guess so Although I am enjoying uh, working with the plants a little bit. Mm -hmm. I was never a plant guy. 
Maureen was, was the, the plant person. And I, I, we move here, and I get into plants. And now I've got these geraniums <laughs> that have survived the winter. We, we kept them in the house. We brought them in, in in the fall. And the one geranium, is I, either it's dead or dormant. I'm waiting to see if it's going to come back. The other one has been flowering all winter. I know. You've been doing great with and that one. And I talked one. to it. <laughs> I wish I had a video, folks, of him doing The other day, he has the two plants, one in each hand. you got to picture this. And he's going to the, the dead one. You're not trying. <laughs> look, at, look at this one. Your, your buddy over here, it's got flowers. It's got leaves. What have you got? Nothing. <laughs> That's why I was like, you have disappointed me. <laughs> but there is some uh, credence to talking to plants, from what I understand, because when you are breathing on them, you're exhaling carbon dioxide right which is what plants is good for them like and, and they, they give off up. oxygen which is what works good for you i actually did that i talk to the plants when they're doing well i'm like ah good job good job <laughs> but the, the one geranium i was i was just like you have disappointed me look at your look at your partner here look at how nice look at the the pretty flowers on that and you nothing i am disappointed and would, did you ever think you would see me doing that? Never in a million years. <laughs> <laughs> Next week on Mixing It Up with Pete and Maureen, we got a good one. Well, they're all good. At least we'd like to think so. <laughs> but we have a serious one next week. And the title, the working title anyway, is uh, Does God Need to Make a Case for Himself or Herself or, herself. or Itself or whatever God is? So that's going to be next week's show. And we hope that you will be listening for it. Until then, I'm Pete Toriello. And I'm Maureen Toriello. As always, we say goodbye. God bless you and thank you. Thank Thank you you for for listening. Do you ever wonder what it is that Maureen and I are talking about while the theme is playing out? We'll never tell. <laughs>